find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else, and is it is decades ahead of what's out there now. I'm kind of giggly today. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers? For example, the show today, we're talking about UTIs, UTIs, urinary tract infections, Yeah, is this an important topic? Yeah, you better believe it is. It's really important. We're going to cover this. It's really important. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it's important for sure. And I'm giggling because I was was remembering, right before I got onto the show, I was remembering so many stories of UTIs over the decades where I'd help people try to prepare so they're not – heading on a plane and you feel that UTI coming on. So they're, they're not, I mean, there's nothing worse than that. And I feel bad and I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm giggling because I remember so many times I've been able to, to, you know, to stop it from happening and that gives you relief. And so I'm laughing now because I'm excited about giving people relief. And, and that makes me happy because you know, I've I've spent so much time trying to prepare people to so it would not happen. You know, like you people that get them all the time, so to try to get rid of them, so they're gone for good, and there'd be this process where it takes a little time. You know, all of a sudden you have less UTIs than less, and finally they're gone for good. And I've been able to help so many people over the decades, and I remember – you know, there's always this good feeling like the pressure is off when not only did their UTI get better without using antibiotics, but it would get better and go away for good. And it gives you this relief, this like, oh, thank God the person doesn't have to suffer anymore in their life. And that gets me giggly because that's what it's all about. It's, it's getting people that relief of any kind in all these different illnesses we talk about. So I'm excited about today. Today, you know, it's like, hey, UTIs. Okay, this is great. Um, so it's really important to know. So listen, I just got to tell you something. This is I say this at the beginning of every show for a real, real, real important reason. You know, the information on this show here, you can't get anywhere else. It's not possible. And if you did get it anywhere else, it came from me originally, whether anybody likes it or not. So it's really important to understand the information here doesn't, it's not backed by interest groups. It doesn't come from interest groups. It doesn't come from medical funding with strings attached. It doesn't come from botched research with the thumb on the scale because there's money behind it. Cause that's what happens with almost every study. I hate to say it, you guys, when it comes down to chronic illness, when it comes down to chronic illness, especially any stud, any study that's done, there's somebody putting a thumb on the scale. I'm sorry. It's just the way it works. I know this for a fact. I know people in the field, in the science world. I know you name it, and I've heard and seen it all. I know how it works. There's no persuaded belief systems with the information that I'm giving you. There's no private panels of influencers that you guys have no idea exist in alternative medicine, all throughout alternative medicine, to have something come out of certain certain way so it can then be totally used in a certain way it's just how it works investors invest in all aspects of alternative medicine and conventional medicine and guess what we are free from it you need to know this if you're a first time listener it's that critical to know trust me it is that critical to know because it's important no private panels of influencers no health field payoffs, and no trendy traps, those nasty, trendy traps that confuse people to stop them from healing, taking advantage of their vulnerabilities of being sick for a long time and not knowing what direction to go and sucking them in. 
with trendy traps. There are so many of them at this point. It is endless and it is actually sickening. So that's a whole thing there. So I'm just telling you, this show does not have any of that. It's the only health show out there in the world, actually, that is pure and untampered with the information that's here. It's advanced. It's a clean source. It was given to me as a gift since age four. I've been using it ever since to fight for the people and fight for your rights of healing and fight for womankind and mankind to make sure that we have better lives. And that's what the gift was given to me for. And you just need to know that before we start. So we're going into UTIs. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you're, you got your bag packed and you're heading off. Maybe a family member is driving you to, a, um, to, you know, to the airport and you feel a little bit of a UTI coming on. And you're like, darn it, I know this feeling. I felt this before. And I'm feeling it again, and I'm about to hop on a plane. Okay? And, or, or you're about to go on a bus. Or you're about to go on a vacation with someone. Or a trip. Or a car trip. Or it's a big family night out, and you're getting a UTI. Or it's a dinner party. Or you have to go to your boss's house for a party. Or you have to go, whatever it could be. Or, hey, you're, you're, you joined a bike-a-thon, so you're going to be biking. You're going to be riding a bicycle with, you know, a thousand people. And you feel that UTI coming on. And you're like, not now. And you're like already looking for the cranberry juice. You're already looking for the cranberry juice. <laughs> and, yeah, for real. Like, how many people have ever felt this? How many people? Mostly women, not men. But mostly women have this, have this experience. And the same thing with BV, bacterial vaginosis, the same thing there. It just starts coming on. It could be before a cycle. It could be right directly after a cycle just passed. And there it is. It's kind of coming on and there's discharge and, you know, you're going to the doctors. Doctor's not sure if it's UTI or if it's, you know, or if it's BV or if it's a yeast infection and yeast infections being thrown in there left and right. What is this all about anyway? What If it is a bacterial infection, what, what kind of bacteria? Ah, nobody really knows. How do you like that? Isn't that funny that the labs don't really know? Isn't that funny? You go in there and you got this kind of infection, whether it's mild or starting or possibly yeast or not or what. It's just, you know, hey, nobody really knows. I'm just being honest. That's just how it works. I've talked to a lot of urologists over the years too. Talked to a lot of them. And, you know, the, basically the protocol is is basically the bottom line is, here, just take this antibiotic and, and go off in your way, and we'll see what the lab says, or we'll see what a culture says. And and but what kind of bacteria is really going on for a UTI for real urinary tract infection? And is it just yeast as a yeast infection? These are all the important questions, and it's all important to know how things work. So let's cut into it. A UTI is bacterial. You ready for this? You ready for this? A Yeast infection. No, this isn't. Someone's going to say, oh, okay, duh, it's bacterial UTI. Okay, isn't it bacterial? You could just hop online and look up. A yeast infection is bacterial. That's right. That's right. A yeast infection is bacterial. If you know that already, it came from me originally. I'm the first person that actually put that out there years ago. Exactly. A yeast infection is bacterial. Bacterial. That's right. Really important to know this. Really important. Yeast will be present many times when bacteria is jacking up, when bacteria is 
is, you know, working its way up to the surface, when, when bacteria is flowing, when it's growing, when it's proliferating, when it's evolving. That's right. And what will happen is yeast will try to beat it out. It will try to beat it out because yeast, its job is to gobble everything that shouldn't be around so that bacteria doesn't take over. So when you have symptoms of a yeast infection and you've gone to the doctor and you're on a yeast infection um, treatment, what's really happening is there's a bacterial infection that's underlying. And that is the problem right there. That there's, that's why the yeast infection comes and comes and it keeps on coming. And it, over and over again, another yeast infection. Nope, another yeast infection. That's because bacteria is not being dealt with. Another yeast infection. That's because it's bacterial. It's bacterial. There's a bacteria involved another yeast infection there it goes that's how it works that's how it works and you know for years for years you know utis have always been a mystery a mystery to research and science i'm just telling you right now they got a couple of treatments they pump you up with steroids if it gets really bad and they pump you up with tons of antibiotics whether they do it iv both steroids or antibiotics iv or whether they, they administer it orally. That's, that's basically the treatment. And whatever hit or miss, whatever happens, if it finally subsides and it eases off and, you know, you're able to, you're able to get through it, it, it could come back again. You could get the bleeding, the whole bit. We're going to talk about why the bleeding comes, what the bleeding is. Of course, it can run into the kidneys. It could, be, it could start from the kidneys. It could start from the urethra, the ureta. It can start from, it can start from anywhere and can start from the bladder. You know, bladder infection, of course, could be all three areas, could be just one area. Nobody really knows. I mean, a real serious kidney infection, a bacterial, serious bacterial kidney infection. Doctors can most, most of the time be like, okay, no, this is in the kidney. It's actually the kidney. This is it. This is severe. Let's do, you know, lots of antibiotics. Let's do a treatment of steroids. Let's try to get this under control. But what is that bacteria that even gets to that point for some, so many people out there? What is it and what kind? It's strep. It's streptococcus. It's strep. That's what it is. It's the strep throat that we had at one time in our lives. It's the strep that gets in the sinuses. It's the same strep that causes sinusitis for so many people. It sits in the cavities in the sinus cavities and sits in there, and it gets in. It, it just it works in the, the it works in the canals of the sinus passages. It gets in there, and it stays in there for years for so many people who get chronic sinusitis, chronic allergies, sinus infections. And anything, anything can tip it over. You got some hay fever, anything that triggers it, anything out there, foods or whatever, it could feed the bacteria. The bacteria, your immune system can be, you know, overrun by so many contaminants out there that the bacteria can just start taking over. And so, and that happens really common with sinusitis, people with sinuses, sinus problems. But that same bacteria that's in our system, and it just isn't strep A through H, Okay, it used to be A and B. Now we've come to a place where at least science and research is at least, at least acknowledging more groups of strep. I was telling people about more groups of strep when I was eight years old hearing it from Spirit. Okay, I was also told by Spirit at eight years old that there would be so many groups of strep that you couldn't even fit it in the alphabet. You would need more than one alphabet to actually fit it all in, okay? And guess what? We're up to H, 
And I'm going to tell you right now, we're far past H. And maybe they're already tacking on a couple more H-I-J-K. Maybe they're about to head there. But that's how many different groups of strep, never mind the mutated varieties in every single group that science and research have no idea about. So many varieties of strep, and it's everywhere. It's on public toilet seats. It's on the public toilet handle. It's on restaurant doorknobs. It's, you know, you walk into a restaurant. You know what I do when I walk into a restaurant? You know what I do? The first thing I ask Spirit if there's anything on the handle. That's the first thing I do. I say to Spirit, is anything on the door handle? I swear it says no. If there's no flu virus or there's no nothing on the door handle, um, then, then I'll, just, I'll grab the door handle. But I'll always grab the door handle underneath the door handle in a spot that not everybody thinks to grab it. And then I also ask Spirit, did someone think to be kind of like tricky too where they can, you know, grab the underneath of the door handle? Did someone already do that? You know, and, and it, you know, I'll get, the first thing I'll ask is Spirit, okay? And, you know, and I'll grab the underneath or I'll take my pinky. I'll open the door with my pinky underneath it. Because the last thing I need right now is another variety of strep or some other variety of strep or anything, you know, that could have got, could get into me or whatever. The last thing I need is, is any variety of strep. And I've been fortunate and I'm strep free and I've been very happy and fortunate about it. But he gets in almost everybody and everybody, everybody, everybody in so many different ways. Not just UTIs, not just sinusitis and sinus problems, but strep throats, sore throats that aren't diagnosed as strep throat because they can't find the strep on the surface because it's not your first strep throat. So then you still have these sore throats. You get these random sore throats. You get run down, which also means there's an Epstein-Barr present somewhere in the body somewhere. And so it's easy to pick up strep. You can pick it up anywhere. So you can pick it up with physical contact with people and everything like that. And that's another thing too is that so many people have different varieties of strep. And it's and here's the problem. So many people have been on so many different antibiotics and different kinds of antibiotics that they their strep could be antibiotic-resistant. That's another thing, too. So you can have all these different antibiotic-resistant streps floating around where they're, they're resistant to one type of antibiotic, but maybe not to another. But then you've got people that have had strep in their system all, their, all through their lives, causing all kinds of symptoms, like lots of acne, because strep is actually behind acne. Cystic acne is caused by strep, I'm just going to tell you right now. And, you know, when you have this kind of strep in the system, and it's in there cooking, people take antibiotics. They take antibiotics for a flu virus. They take antibiotics for bronchitis, and all of a sudden, the strep gets fed a new antibiotic, then it upgrades itself. This is how it works. And sometimes we have to use antibiotics. We're in crisis zone. We're not taking care of ourselves. We're not taking the right supplements to take care of our immune systems. We're not eating the right foods. And so we end up just like in an emergency situation or like, oh my God, dear Lord, I got this infection or some, my eyes blown up styes. Styes are strep. That's what causes a sty. You know, the eye sty, that's strep. And not only that, you guys... SIBO, that's strep. That's strep in the gut. That's not just overgrowth of bacteria. That's overgrowth of strep that was fed antibiotics along the way from childhood on in some capacity. And if it wasn't antibiotics actually literally administered treatment from a doctor prescribed and you've taken, it was antibiotics you received from the water supply or antibiotics you received from food. I mean, not every single person has eaten a piece of chicken that's organic antibiotic free. I'm sorry, but that was just recently that it's mostly out. And still all the restaurants stock the regular chicken that's loaded with antibiotics. So no matter what, 
get the antibiotics in you. So they're in there and they feed strep. And then we end up with something like a UTI. A lot of time also sexual contact, you know, a, a new partner or something. And, the, you know, and, and bugs, bug, normal bugs like strep that, that are everywhere, they just pass along and then a person gets their first UTI or their second kind of after they haven't had them for too many years. So it's just around. And, you know, sorry about the story. I know I did that long story about the grabbing the door handle, but that's true. And then the bathroom handle, I actually just take my wrist and kind of use my wrist around the door handle or something, you know, to try not to touch the bathroom handle. I mean, maybe it's, I'm, I'm a little too much with that. But the thing is, is I know what, where bugs are anyway, because Spirit tells me when I sit on the plane, I know if there's MRSA on my plane seat. I know if there's, you know, I know if there's tuberculosis, you know, because someone coughed and sneezed tuberculosis all over my, my airline seat and I can ask Spirit. So, you know, it, it, so yeah, of course, it's something that I've been given as a gift to know through, throughout my life. And it, it's helped me, but I realize you guys don't have that. So you know, to bring handy wipes and stuff like that, bring handy wipes, always have the handy wipes. It's really important. But the bottom line, why does it matter? Because you can get strep on your finger and stick it in your eye and have a sty. And it could be your first sty for the first time. And then after that, a year later, you have a UTI and have no idea why or how you got that UTI. Because what it was, it started with the sty and it went into the body and into the system and it got down to where it got down to. This is how it works. So it's not about fearing life. It's not about that at all. It's about knowledge is power. It's about knowing a lot. It's about knowing everything. It's about knowing all the things you need. Because guess what's worse than not knowing what you need to know? I'll tell you what's worse. (laughs) It's not knowing what you need to know. (laughs) I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So you need to know what's, what's going on. I think I mixed it up there a little bit. Just bear with me. You need to know what's going on. Because there's nothing worse than not knowing. That's it. That's it. That's it. Talking too fast. Talking way too fast. Somebody, I think someone did a comment a while back. was on social media, and they said, he talks too slow. He talks too slow. And so I was like, oh, God, you know, it's the second time I heard I talks too slow. And then, and then I picked it up a little bit. It just naturally happened, I guess. And someone said, he talks too fast. I can't listen to him. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go back to yeast infections. Yeast infections, candida, other types of yeast. There's a lot of different varieties of yeast. There's a lot of different varieties of fungus. Some, some are really mean and nasty, and some are just friendly and nice and great. Some friendly, nice, cute, special, fluffy, light and airy fungus, which isn't bad, is there to stop bacteria. It's there to stop bacteria. It could be irritating, could be agitating, could be problematic, but it's there to try to gobble up proteins, and other things like that, other things like bad hormones and proteins that are in eggs and other things and all this that find their way into the bladder and they find their way into the vaginal area and they just find their way all over the place and and the yeast wants to just start eating it up and gobbling it up because if it doesn't, guess what's going to feed off of it? It's going to be strep. That's what's going to feed off of it. When yeast is present, strep is present. It's in there somewhere. It's in the system. That's the whole thing. When someone is exploding with candida in their intestinal tract, that means strep is rampant, pro- proliferating, and going crazy also in there too. 
So that's why the candida is freaking out because it's trying to gobble all the bad fats everybody's eating on these high trendy fat diets. It's trying to gobble all this crazy stuff. It's not trying to gobble fruit. It's not trying to gobble vegetables. But it's gobbling all this other stuff because it's trying not to let the strep like ignite and proliferate and grow and just in, and, and move and vastly you know cruise through the system. So very important to know how it works. Same thing with yeast infection, same thing with BV. It's all strep related. Yes, it is. And the groups of strep are now way past the alphabet we have, including two alphabets. But science and research is so behind, it's unbelievable, especially with chronic illness, anything to do with chronic illness. It's so behind. Don't get science confused. Don't get, don't get confused about the good parts of science. Don't get confused about what they do with, with like mathematics and they try to create uh, parts and they try, to, they try to build things and they try to create better equipment for diagnoses and everything else. Don't get confused by that science versus chronic illness where science research knows nothing about. I'm sorry. They know nothing about chronic illness. We've got over 250 million sick people in the U.S. alone, 250 million with symptoms and conditions. Okay? And I'm just going to be straightforward. Science and research doesn't even have their finger on the pulse. They still think autoimmune is the body attacking itself. It's unbelievable. If you want to learn more about that, get Thyroid Healing, my book, Thyroid Healing. If you don't have my books, here's some. Someone said this the other day. They said, why do I need your books? I can listen to your radio shows. I, that, that's, that's, that's unbelievable because the, I can't cover a fraction of what's in the books in these radio shows. I just can't. It's not even possible. So Thyroid Healing talks about the autoimmune great mistake that we have right now that's going on. That, that you know, someone, I think someone was saying to me, like, I, I, I'm kind of upset at you. And I said, what are you talking about? You're upset at me. What do you mean? And they said, well, I, my body is attacking itself. I said, what? And they go, my body is attacking itself. And you're wrong because my body's attacking itself. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and my body's attacking itself. How dare you say your body's not attacking itself? And it, it, was, it just blew me away, actually. It blew me away. It totally did. The body attacks a virus, not the body tissue, not the, not the body cells. I talk about it in great detail in thyroid healing, and I've talked about it on shows too. It's not attacking a single cell in the body. Your immune system is working for you. It's not working against you on any level. It gives people tremendous, tremendous, tremendous relief and gets them healing, especially when they know what to do with their autoimmune, especially when they know how to heal their thyroid finally, especially when they know how to heal themselves from lupus, especially when they know how to heal themselves from RA and everything else. So when someone gets all upset because they they like the fact that their body's attacking itself, I I don't get that one. I don't get that one. I really don't. So I was just like, okay, okay, all right, fine, sorry, sorry. Your body's hacking itself. Okay, fine. You know, you know, the thing is, 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 uh, <laughs> the thing is that when it comes down to chronic illness, like I was saying, very little is known about any of it. There's plenty of fancy names, okay? And, but you have to understand something, the science and research behind chronic illness and what is out there and the studies and whatnot that are out there and everything, they are paid for and they are funded for all the wrong directions, for all the wrong reasons. That's the way the system is built. And guess what? It funnels itself down to UTIs and urinary tract infections. You better believe it. It really does. Where are we today with UTIs? You either get an antibiotic or you get a steroid. And see you later. Hopefully it goes away someday.
that's where we are with chronic illness with science and research. Go to an alternative doctor. He might give you an herb or two. He might give you some cranberry extract. He might give you something. He might, she might give you this, whatever. But in the end, they're still not going to know it's really strep and it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in the system and it's deep in the system and it has to be warded out. It has to be wheedled out. It has to come out of your system. You got to kill off the strep. You got to not feed it. And that's another thing. You got to learn to not feed the strep in order to get better from UTIs. UTIs, okay, that keep on coming and coming and coming. The bacteria is feeding off of something it really likes. Whether it's feeding off of something it really likes inside the liver, whether it's feeding it's feeding off of something it really likes it's coming from other places, the kidneys, you know, and, and be, because it's, it's all getting through osmosis, all, you know, the way the body eliminates both the intestinal tract and the kidneys, and there's fuel for the bacteria to thrive. And here's the thing. The yeast with yeast infections is just kind of a little outer sign. Then you got strep inside, okay, inside the reproductive system. Then you got it inside the gut. And that's how it works. And then you have a little bit inside the liver. and, And that's how it works. It's not scary. There's nothing scary about it. In fact, it's great Because when you know what's up, we're going to do some strep killing. We're going to kick its butt. We're going to knock it out of the system. You're not going to have to deal with the styes anymore. You're not going to have to deal with the sinus infections anymore. You're not going to have to deal with the UTIs. All that will minimize and minimize and minimize and be less and less and less. You'll get the antibiotics out of your system. You'll get them out of your, 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 um, your liver. You'll get them out of your spleen. The antibiotics will start leaving your system so they won't even be able to feed the different varieties of strep that are mutated, that, that are actually mutated because of antibiotic use for, you know, over the century. So all this is really important. And, you know, so let's talk about severity of UTIs, okay? Um, sometimes it's just a burning. Sometimes it's just a burning itching. Um, sometimes it's a little bit of pain. Um, urinating in general with the bladder. Sometimes you could have like bladder spasms going on where you're feeling bladder spasms. Sometimes you could have achy kidneys. You could have achiness all over the body. You could have a fever. And different levels and different kinds and different kinds of strep cause different kinds of UTIs. And you could have the bleeding too, which is rupturing, rupturing of tiny micro blood vessels, capillaries that are rupturing. And they're rupturing because of a bacterial overload. And so the bacteria is causing rupturing in the little blood vessels. Next thing you know, you're urinating blood everywhere. So there's different levels of of how this could work. Some people, they can also just get a really bad kidney strep infection for the first time. It comes along with the worst case of mono they ever had. And maybe they're in college or something, or it's summer time and, you know, after, after college is over and it's summertime. And then a lot of women, young women go through this where they have the worst the first UTI in their life, it's the worst. There's bleeding, there's kidney infection, there's fever. They're, they're at their pediatrician, and if they still have a pediatrician, most, most people keep their pediatricians all the way until they're like 20 now. And then, you know, and, or they end up at the ER. They end up with an antibiotic, some steroids. They'll stay a night in a hospital if the fever's high, um, and then they'll go home. And then that's their first, you know, kind of weird UTI. What that weird UTI is, that's a strep infection 100%. So I'm trying to give you all the different scenarios before, you know, we got a little time. We got a little time to burn as far as the, I got plenty of things we're going to do for UTIs, but we have a little time to talk about the different scenarios the different severities and levels. And then there's just regular, like I said before, it's just a little pain, a little twitch, a little nerve twitch. Um, 
um, little spasm when urinating, little itch, a little burn. Um, you know, there's that too. And there's that rundown feeling you can get with it too. You can get kind of run down. Your throat gets a little kind of hoarse. It gets a little, uh, little sore while you're getting like a UTI. Um, happens with women a lot when they have their cycle right after, right before their cycle, they, they get a UTI and it could happen each month and it could happen every six months, but it does happen and it happens more than anybody knows. And it happens all the time. It's, it's like if you, if you can count how many from mild to severe UTIs are occurring or yeast infection UTIs are occurring just across the country at any given time, you wouldn't believe what it would be. It would be, it would blow your mind. And then if, you know, tack on sinus infections and also lung infections too. There's a lot of lung problems people have where they have a chronic cough. They go to doctors, they take tons of antibiotics and they haven't had a flu. They haven't had a cold or anything. And they got this chronic wheezing, chronic cough, chronic lung problems. That's also strep that sits inside the lungs for a lot of different people. And that's a different variety of strep. And that strep just incubates in lungs while you're taking antibiotics for it and whatever. And it get, just doesn't get – it becomes immune to different antibiotics, and that's a different kind of strep. But those people also get UTIs periodically throughout life. It's, 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 it's just all in our system. And so now it's time. What do we do and how do we you know, fix this? How do we get things better? Why does cranberry – why does cranberry work? Why does cranberry work? It must have worked at one point. For someone, right, cranberry juice or cranberry extract or cranberry pills or something, it must have worked at one point for somebody. Keep in mind, cranberry is a fruit. Cranberry is a fruit. Keep that in mind. Really important. Any fruit helps a UTI. Any fruit. There's a reason for that. The sugars and fruits can't feed any bacteria, can't feed any virus, can't feed any yeast, can't feed anything. The sugars and fruits, they can't feed anything bad. But what they do is those sugars bond to bacterial killers. They bond to bacterial killers. And that bond is what knocks out bacteria. That's what knocks out bacteria. So for instance, elderberry syrup, incredible for UTIs, taking elderberry syrup. Got to get a really good one, high-quality one. And, you know, you, you get an elderberry syrup, you take a tablespoon elder, elderberry syrup, you know, uh, one, one tablespoon twice a day, one tablespoon three times a day to help knock out a UTI. But that's not the only thing you could use. It that, It's a really mild UTI. That could probably work. And – but the sugar in elderberries is what does it. The sugar. Wild blueberries work better for UTIs than cranberry does. Wild blueberries do. They work better. Any fruit helps um, knock out bacteria. Any fruit. Any, all the way up to bananas. So the fruit-hating world is out of control more than ever before in history right now for no reason. For no reason. You know, listen to the Fruit Fear Show. Listen to that so you know what's going on. It's actually, it's sinister. It's actually sinister. So, but that's, cranberry knocks out bacteria. And because anthocyanins, and not just that, other phytochemical compounds that are antibacterial attach themselves to the sugar. And it's this, this sugar and the anthocyanin or the phytochemical that kills off bacteria attached to the sugar enter cells easily. They enter organs easily. 
They enter hard-to-reach places where strep hides and incubates. And that's how it works. Strep tries to burrow itself in the urethra. It tries to burrow itself in the urinary tract. It tries to burrow itself in the, in the, in the inner sides of the, of the gallbladder. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that strep makes pockets and that becomes cystitis down the road, interstitial cystitis. That's just that's from years of having strep, years and years and years of having strep in the wrong diet and having the wrong diet. And the strep feeding off of dairy and feeding off of eggs or feeding off of a piece of cheese on a pizza from 20 years or feeding off of, you know, goodies or feeding off of high fat foods, even if it's healthy, trendy, high fat fat, even if it's just straight keto, high fat, that's somewhat healthy, whatever it is, strep loves lots of fats. It loves lots of fat and loves lots of it loves lots of also other things that are in foods. It loves what's in eggs. It loves what's in that stuff. It loves what's in corn. It loves what it actually loves what's in actually in corn. That's different than fruit. Entirely different. Corn is different than fruit. It loves what's in um, <clears throat> a lot of these things. It loves what's in pork. And so you know, so when you have pork, when you have bacon, and you think bacon's healthy or something, you're having bacon. That's just that just keeps strep around forever, and eventually you get the you get the cystitis, you get the interstitial cystitis, and the, the bacteria build little pockets from little scar tissue pockets start building, and the strep hides, and these are cells that are hard to reach for anything. And then when you dump in cranberry, you dump in wild blueberry, you dump in elderberry in your system, and it, and and it goes into cells in hard to reach places. Excuse me, hard to reach places, and it gets in there deep. And it starts pushing out the bacteria. It starts knocking it out. It starts getting it out of there. Another thing that's in fruits like cranberry, wild blueberry, and elderberry, and I'm just saying those three, never mind a whole bunch of others I could be saying, just tons of fruit, whatever, papaya, whatever. You know what's in there? Lots of vitamin C. Heavy loads of vitamin C. Guess what bacteria hates? It hates vitamin C with a vengeance. With everything it's got, it hates vitamin C. Because vitamin C not only feeds your lymphocytes, your basophils, your monocytes, your neutrophils, not only does it feed your immune system to go after strep and identify it, tag it, and, and bag it. Not only does it have that ability to do all that, but what vitamin C does, it's poisonous. It's a toxin to bacteria. It's actually highly toxic to bacteria only. That's what vitamin C is, highly toxic to bacteria. So when you have cranberry juice, what's in cranberry juice? You got this 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 special vitamin C that's just just in cranberries. That's just in wild blueberry. That's just in elderberry. That vitamin C is a toxin, highly toxic to bacteria. So these are some of the reasons why it works because people don't know why it works and they just don't know. So that's what's happening there. That's what's going on. Okay. So another thing to understand when you're dealing with um, when you're dealing with bacteria strep causing. UTIs is you don't want to feed it. So back to those foods. You got to be on the no foods. If you're in, you know, if you're into, uh, if you're a big animal protein person, then try to do the animal proteins that 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 don't feed strep and try to keep it low fat, lots of leaner versions, and not too many. I would honestly, if you're somebody dealing with UTIs, I would try to get off the animal protein for a little while and try to do something like the 28 day cleanse, or try to do something, you know, my first book, or try to do something. And listen, if you're a vegan and you're plant-based and you got UTIs, get off the nuts. And just limit them. They're really healthy, but limit them. Do limit your fat content. Don't eat so many avocados. Don't eat so many nuts and seeds. Don't eat, eat too many oils. And and you know, be cautious also of strange grains. You know, a lot of vegetarians they eat, you know, they still eat 
um, different, you know, they eat like um, uh, sprouted buckwheat and they eat all kinds of other things that they eat. And, and that's fine, but it's, it's at the same time too many grains. Too much of it is not great for a UTI. So that's another thing too. So if you're a macrobiotic, you know, and all you do is eat grains, you know, try to bring in more fruit and vegetables and leafy greens and limit the grains, um, especially the bad grains, especially the bad ones, all the gluten, all the gluten varieties. But here's the thing, though. It's, it's, it's like this. And if you're vegetarian, just don't eat the eggs. Don't eat the eggs. Don't eat the cheese. Time to be – if you're vegetarian, you don't like meat and you're afraid to eat meat or it's not in your belief system or whatever it is, then you, you should go all the way plant-based. I, I'm, you just should. You should be getting rid of the eggs and get rid of the dairy. If you have UTIs, if you're dealing with sinusitis, if you're dealing with lung issues, if you're dealing with styes, if you're dealing with SIBO, get off the eggs, get off the dairy. Go plant-based if you're vegetarian. I'm just being honest. It's not about what side I'm picking on. It's about what's right for the problem, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not sucked into a belief system. I'm not sucked into a belief system where you can't eat a grain or you, 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 you can't eat a piece of chicken if your heart desires or if, you, or if you're all plant-based or all raw. I don't I, – all, you know, whatever you want to do, but I'm going to tell you right now what you should do when it comes down to what's wrong with you in that moment. And with UTIs, animal products keep them down low. None of the dairy, none of the eggs, all that. Just throw all that out. If you're eating meat, I would probably consider just knocking that back. Keep it down to real small portions at different times and try to do other things. And, you know, bring in other foods. Bring in sweet potatoes. Bring in more of those. Bring in winter squash. Bring in regular potatoes. Because guess what? Those don't feed strep either. None of that feeds strep. But if you have a high-fat high, high diet, really high-fat content, what you're, every, what's a high-fat diet? It's high-protein. Just look out. Look out for that. It's hidden under the word high-protein. And that's a high-fat diet. So you just got to look out. You're having more fats than you even know. And they're in the bloodstream. They're in the body. And they cake on the intestinal lining. They, they harbor strep. And you just got to minimize it. If you're vegan and plant-based, you can't be doing four avocados a day unless it's the only food you have, then it's totally fine. If you got – meaning like you can do four avocados a day, but if you got UTIs and you got strep and you got all the strep-related stuff, then back it down to one avocado a day. Back it down to one and a half avocados a day unless you're having a get-together and a party. Then, you know, go to go go crazy with the guacamole. If you're paleo or you're somebody that's totally in high-protein animal protein – you shouldn't be eating animal protein three times a day. No way. You, if you got strep, if you got UTIs, if you got all these different problems, sorry. It's never going to go, 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 go away completely 100%. You got you to gotta lower your animal proteins. I hate saying it. I'm sorry, but it's true. I don't care what fancy doctor or what fancy belief system or trend is out there right now saying, you know, stay away from all fruit. You should just be eating tons of animal protein. I don't care what it is. If you got UTIs, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And guess what? That's just how it works in the industry. Nobody knows what they're talking about. So here's the deal is yeah I'm sarcastic a little snarky today you know but here's but but like I said I, I like having people not having the pressure on them I like people being being getting the relief I want people better I want people to not have to worry about that UTI that's going to sneak up on them during their wedding day you know I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm or when they're the most important moment in their life they're about to give a speech somewhere and they're getting the worst UTI they've ever had I've seen it over and over year after year out there in the old days I've seen it and even now people getting those UTIs and they sneak up on them and and it just messes them up and they can't have fun they can't, they're going to a movie theater with friends and they got a UTI that's a problem and they're just they're not even watching the movie because they're in agony 
whatever. I've seen it. I've seen it all, including some severe cases that got really bad in people and they've lived like that and they didn't have to anymore because they got the answers. They knew what to do. So with the diets, you lower your animal protein to once a day. That's what I would do if you're a big animal protein person. Big animal protein, you lower it down to once a day, keep it small portion, bring in more fruits, bring in more vegetables, leafy greens, and we're going to talk about some herbs and vitamins too. If you're, if you're plant-based and you're vegan um, or raw, just lower the fats. Don't do the oils. Maybe just a few hemp seeds are fine. Maybe just one and a half avocados a day. Maybe a teaspoon of coconut oil somewhere in there on, on a salad or whatever it is. You can, you can heat it up and put it on a salad. But you know, just try to do much more fruit. Try to do more fruit, different kinds of fruits. Try to do other things too. Um, if you're raw, it's going to be all raw. If, if you're a vegan that eats cooked, it's going to be some cooks too, too, the vegetables and everything else. I'm not picking sides. I'm seeing what's really going on from what has been given to me as a gift so that people can find their way and have the answers and know what's causing problems and know how to heal them. And let me tell you something, okay? You know, Spirit told me when I was younger that that was really important. It was important to have that sight, but I didn't think I was the only one in the industry to have that sight. And it's still to this day with with everything that I'm seeing out there day in, day out, and the new books coming out and the new literature and what's on the internet, it's like, oh my God, everybody's still blind. And I want you to be able to see and know what to do for each condition. And we're, these, these radio shows we're going to be doing, these are going to get really intense and we're going to do more and more of them. And we're just going to be rocking the truth and putting the truth out more and more like never before. So the bottom line is this. What else can we do for UTIs? One thing is everybody's got a zinc deficiency. Yes, they have a zinc deficiency. And the zinc, attacking zinc, has also been a trend. Oh, it's going to get rid of all your copper. Oh, you're not going to have any copper. Oh, you can't take zinc. You're going to lose all your copper. First of all, I can't tell you how wrong that is. Number one, we have so much copper in our system. It's the one mineral we can't get away from. We have so much of it, it even gets us sick. There's so much copper in food. I'm talking about levels of toxic copper in food, not to mention good copper in food. There's so much of it abound. You can't even lose it if you want it to. In fact, you need to get rid of some because it can keep you sick and knock down your immune system and it hurts you. Copper actually hurts you. It doesn't help you. It hurts you. It's in it. Copper is riddled on every conventional piece of, of food that exists on the planet, riddled in copper. Never mind, even organic food has copper in it naturally. Copper is not deficient in our soil. In fact, it is, it is overabundance, and copper is a serious problem too. When you have too much copper, your liver builds up all this copper. It causes eczema, psoriasis. It causes all these problems with people. So when people out there, would you hear it from everybody? Oh, watch the zinc. Oh, it's going to get rid of your copper. Another, another theory that was paid for somewhere with some thumb on the scale a while back and some study put out there. Why? Because if you become zinc deficient, you get sick. And I, I believe, I believe that keeping everybody sick is probably on somebody's agenda out there in the world. And I have good reason to believe I got a source that tells me, and it's spirit. <laughs> spirit tells me. Not just that. I got other sources too. Anyway, the bottom line is, the bottom line is copper, it, you know, when you take zinc and you take the right kind of zinc, the zinc I talk about, the zinc that's on my website, if you go to my website and you go to the supplemental directory, I don't, I, it's not that I'm selling supplements. I don't. I try to get you there where you need to go. You go to my supplement um, 
uh, directory, you find the right kind of zinc. You build your immune system up, and you'll have less UTIs and less UTIs because guess what? When you, when you have the zinc in your system, the strep is going to lower and lower and naturally lower. It's not going to be able to function. It's not going to be able to do what it needs to do. And that's what I'm talking about. Guess what strep can feed off of, though? Can feed off high amounts of copper. So it's, it, you shouldn't be afraid of a little bit of zinc, the very thing that actually helps stop strep and stop the UTIs. I've seen it save people from agony, actual agony. It's, one, it's, it's deficient in the soil. There's no zinc in the soil. I don't care if it's the best organic farm. There's no zinc in the soil. There isn't. Zinc is gone, been obliterated, been obliterated because of fallout from World War II, from the, from the, you know, the bomb. Okay, that's still in the air coming down every day, every day. It never came down. It's still up there just floating around the atmosphere, just floating around, just floating around, floating around and dropping slowly nonstop. And what it does is that fallout in the, in the minute forms that it's dropping nonstop in all the fields and all the, even the organic fields and everything else, what it does is it cancels out zinc, gets in the soil and it cancels out zinc. Science and research doesn't realize that. That fallout is, is diminishing zinc to the point of, of not being in our, in, our, in our food supply. So don't be afraid of taking a little bit of zinc. If you're sensitive, just try to switch off maybe to a good capsule. I got a, I got a capsule of zinc on the directory too. The liquid one is the one I like. The liquid ones, the right kind. So, And just don't run off and get any old zinc. It might be loaded with citric acid or something. They put like two parts citric acid in some of those zinc bottles. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Or it might be loaded with something else. Or it might not be a zinc supplement. It might be a zinc with 20 other minerals. So you're getting like this much zinc with 20 other minerals. Just try not to get confused and pick up the wrong thing because it's not going to help. But you need that for the UTIs. You need the zinc. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, let's do some herbs. Eyebright's a great one for UTIs. Eyebright's a great one. Propolis, that's a great one. So eyebright, propolis, okay? Lemon balm, that's amazing. That's a that's an amazing one for maintenance. You could be on that as a maintenance to actually fend off strep so that you don't get a UTI or any other type of thing I'm talking about. So that's a great one. All right, I like licorice root on and off. You can do that for UTIs. That does help. With strep, it does help. And then and then um, let's see what else. Olive leaf, that's a great one to have. The elderberry I talked about before. Oregon grapefruit. Oregon grapefruit. That's a good one for UTIs. A couple of dropperfuls of that twice a day. And dosages wise, you can go look, you can talk to your practitioner, talk to your practitioner about dosages, talk to your practitioner or whatever. But I mean if if it was me and I had a UTI, which I've never had in my life, but if I had one, Okay, I, and and I you know, and I hope I never get one. And you know, if I but if I did have one, I'd be doing like two dropperfuls twice a day of the uh, Oregon grapefruit. I would do probably when if I had the UTI in the moment, I'd probably be doing like four dropperfuls of golden seal, golden seal three times a day. I'd do three dropperfuls twice a day of lemon balm. I would do you know olive leaf two dropperfuls twice a day. I would do one tablespoon of elderberry three times a day. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd probably take a cranberry extract. Why not? I'd probably be eating, upping my wild blueberries too. Vitamin C. I'd be doing six, eight capsules of ester C twice a day. And if you're sensitive and you can't do these dosages, of course. I'm not saying to do these dosages at all. This is just what I would do. But if you're sensitive, whatever, you go to your practitioner, you take one capsule of vitamin C. You take five drops of, of lemon balm if you want. But... 
But I would be doing all those. So, so you're getting the list down. I'm trying to think, is there anything else on the list that'd be really good? You got the vitamin C. That's a big deal. That's a, a big one. You can do monolaurin. Sometimes that helps. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's worth throwing in there if you're really dealing with or suffering with UTIs in a bad way. You can definitely do that. Throw some monolaurin in there. That's okay. Um, yeah, sure, absolutely. Nettle leaf that as a maintenance to help us keep strep back. Nettle leaf is great. That's a good one. Um, turmeric, that's a great one for UTIs too. It can help keep UTIs back. Turmeric is a great one. Curcumin or curcumin, whatever, however you want to say it. That's a great one also for UTIs. So these are some of the options. Um, I like Oregon grape root, like I said, and, um, I like the golden seal. I like the olive leaf. I like the lemon balm. I like the eye bright. Okay. And the elderberry, you know, bring all those in. And they can really help the propolis. That's a big one too. Like I said earlier, that's a big one. And you know, what happens is it, if you have one coming on, you just hammer everything, you bring it in, you bring it in. And then you, when, when it's gone, you can keep a maintenance of a little bit of zinc, a maintenance, a little bit of zinc, maybe a little bit of elderberry and some lemon balm. Keep maintenance as you're cleaning your foods up, making sure you're not eating foods. If, like I said, make sure you're not eating too much fat. If you're on a high protein animal diet, lower them. Bring in more fruits and vegetables, okay? I love it how the experts now, the other experts out there, whatever, so-called experts, I love how they pull this where they're starting to see finally for the first time ever in the history of their, their practices and what they're doing. They're seeing that people are getting better by remove. First of all, they see when you remove the dairy and the, and, and the gluten and they see people getting a little better. But then they realize they're lowering the animal proteins a little bit. Some, some belief systems are shifting and they're actually lowering the animal proteins and they're bringing in just more, more, more vegetables and leafy greens, but they're lowering the animal proteins. And, and Eureka, they think they struck gold because people are getting a little better and a little better. Yep. You know what? I was doing that 30 years ago. 30 years ago. There are people out there right now at, at the, the age 60, 65 that have lived great lives because they got that information 30, 35 years ago from me. Okay, you, you, they, the thing is, the experts don't know. It's because they're lowering the fats. They don't understand it when you lower the fats. The fats, the high fat feed bacteria and viruses, and they hide bacteria and viruses. So what I'm saying is if you still want to be on high protein, just lower the amounts. If you still want to be plant-based, lower the amounts of nuts and seeds, lower the amounts of, um, of fats in other ways and oils and stuff. Like Just lower it. Bring it down. Bring in more fruits. Bring in more leafy greens. Bring in if look if you're if you're if you're not all raw and you're cooked then bring in cooked vegetables bring in potatoes, and they could be really helpful and keep the bacteria down so it can't eat and thrive. It can't eat and thrive. So look, the bottom line is it's about you getting stronger, healthier. About you avoiding calamity. It's about you know avoiding adversity in your life. It's about just getting away from the bad lands and getting into the good lands and moving forward and knowing what to do. So, you know, when it comes down to UTIs and when it comes down to yeast infections too, you still want to do these things. You still want to do these things because, the, this, because there's an underlying strep factor going on. With bacterial vaginosis, yeah, it, you know, that, that too. You want to do these things to get that bacteria down, and you want to do the foods and get the foods better and better. The, the most, the most bug-feeding food there is is eggs. 
It's the most bug-feeding food on the planet. It feeds every bug that isn't good is what it does. It feeds every single variety of strep. Strep was actually raised in labs a long time ago and somehow got out of the labs and into our bodies. That's interesting. That's interesting. That, That strep was raised. And guess what it was raised on? It was raised on egg. That's what it was raised on. That was his food choice. Guess what's in some antibiotics? Egg, believe it or not. And there's all kinds of things in antibiotics. Petroleum, you know, engine oil, you name it. That's all. That's actually all in antibiotics. The petroleum, the engine oil, you name it. It's not that you can't take an antibiotic in a crisis situation because you've gotten there. It's about doing everything else so eventually that crisis situation doesn't come and hit you and goes away and you see it go by and you, you kiss it goodbye, you say bye, and you wave it goodbye so it's gone and gone for good. And that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. And if you're worried about getting a UTI someday and you've never had one and you might have something else cooking like a little bit of SIBO you think, your doctor thinks or believes, or you got something else going on, like a little bit of gastritis because gastritis is also something that's caused by strep. Some of it is chronic gastritis and bloating, constipation, bloating, gastritis, all that has strep behind it. If you think that's what's going on, let's start going anti-strep and start knocking this stuff down. And we can do it simply. If this is too overwhelming and I've given you too much, you start small and you start with the good stuff. You take away one thing. You take away the dairy. You take away the eggs. And you take away the gluten, of course. You take away, you know, you lower your, you lower your intake, your fat intake, whatever side, of the, whatever side of the world you're on in the food belief system wars. Whatever side you're in, you're stuck in or you want to be in or you feel good in, whichever one. Some people, they don't feel good in it. They're just stuck in it. Some people feel amazing in there. Now, I talk to plant-based people, and they're like, I've never felt better in my entire life. I've been sick for 30 years. I went plant-based. I can't believe it. I've gotten everything better. It's the greatest thing in the world. So they don't feel stuck in it. And then you got people that are in some other belief system, or they're in a belief system, and they're, they're not feeling good. They did feel good for a little while, and they're not feeling good anymore, and they're stuck in it because they can't get out of it. Whatever it is, just lower the fat intake. So that the strep can't feed off of that hide or proliferate underneath proliferate, I can't say the word now, that can't, you know, grow underneath, underneath those layers, underneath that fat that gets caked up in the intestinal tract and the walls and turns rancid and putrid. It gets inside the bladder. We urinate fat out of our body. We urinate fat out of our body. We actually do. And what happens is it builds up in the bladder lining and it shields strep all the time. Something to think about, okay? Just one day at a time. Take it one day at a time. You've got an arsenal of some things to use. You know what to do. We're on the right track. I'm with you. I stand behind you 100%. I love you guys. Thank you for being on the show with me today. Let's hit the next show. Let's do it. I love you. Take care. Bless you. God bless you. Okay. Bye-bye.